Now retreat, no surrender, baby. You might think that's the slogan of Jean-Claude Van Damme's character in the movie, No Retreat, No Surrender. This is from 1985, and I'm pretty sure this is going to be the earliest Van Damme film I do this month. Uh, because the only one earlier than this is uh, Monaco Forever, which uh, he's got some uncredited roles in some other films that I'm not going to bother with. But Monaco Forever, I can't find or watch. And as a matter of fact, No Retreat, No Surrender, I had to watch the Riff Tracks version. Now, if you're not sure what Riff Tracks is, Riff Tracks is created by the uh, maybe not original cast, but three of the my favorite cast members of Mystery Science Theater 3000, which is a a show where they watch movies and make fun of them. And the writing's usually really good and really funny. And three of the guys broke out on their own and made their own sh- uh, show called Riff Tracks. And I never found it as funny as the Mystery Science Theater show, but uh, th- they did okay on this one. But it's the only way I could watch No Retreat, No Surrender was through a Riff Tracks thing on um, on Amazon. Now, as I was saying, No Retreat, No Surrender is not Van Damme's slogan in this film. Van Damme is not the hero. He is the Tung Po, if you will. He is the Bolo Ying. He is the big bad guy at the end of the the movie. He's the super-duper fighter man. Not only that, he's Russian, which is hilarious because he doesn't speak for 99% of the film. And when he does, it doesn't sound like Russian accent to me. He, he plays a character named Ivan Krasinski or Krasinski, not Krasinski. That's the guy from the office. He's credited as the Russian. And he works for a mob boss who is taking over dojos for some reason. He, this guy, he's, he goes to dojos. He's got a punchable face. And he tries to, he does, you know, those protection things, or maybe he's just trying to buy them out. I'm not really sure, but he goes to, to strong arm this dojo guy with some of the worst acting you've ever seen. The acting in this movie is bottom tier, but it's the kind of bottom tier that's good. Like it's not just one note and delivered poorly. It's delivered so bad. It's entertaining. Uh, so this definitely falls in the so bad it's good type of movie i didn't it's hard to say i wasn't bored by it because maybe it would be different if i didn't have the riff tracks guys keeping me company but i didn't hate this i mean it's crap but it's the good kind of crap it's the good kind of crap that the acting is so bad but one thing that this movie does of everything i've watched so far in july or excuse me june i don't know i'm in a rush but in june This movie has the best martial arts, and I'm including our review of Hard Target over on the Movie Draft House channel. This is basically the plot to Karate Kid, to Kickboxer, although Kickboxer wasn't out yet. This predates that. And when did Karate Kid come out? Hey, Google, when did Karate Kid come out? June 22nd, 1984. So Karate Kid predates this, okay? Uh, and it's basically the plot to Karate Kid. Yeah, not really. 
because all right so our main hero's name is jason and he's a, a bruce lee fan i forgot like i forgot some of the most insane things in this movie till i just said that um jason is a bruce lee fanatic he adores bruce lee he's got posters movies he takes all his online classes which they had back in 85 or 4 or whenever which they didn't you know i'm just being an idiot but he he loves them but so his dad owns this dojo that gets strong-armed by this mafia guy of which van damme is like the head muscle the karate master and so the first he has like two cronies with him and there's like dumpy crony and van damme and so dumpy crony is like fighting this dad who runs the dojo and he looks like a dad he's not impressive at all but the fighting is actually pretty good the choreography is on screen there's not a ton of shaky cam like in the that prison movie i reviewed there's not a lot of shaky cam where you can't see the kicking and the punching and the kicking and the punching you can actually see everything it's nice wide angles and so when the karate is happening or the martial arts because i don't think it, it might just be karate but when it's happening you can watch it and see what they're doing it's one of the reasons that like the born identity had like ruined action movies even though the first one's good but everybody started doing shaky cam where you can't see shit i hate that i when i watch a martial arts movie i want to see what they're doing and at the very least no retreat no surrender gives me that now problem is this movie is i don't even want to say sandwiched where the bread is awesome fight things because it's not there's a little thin piece of like bread sliver of karate at the top then there's a bunch of boring meat in the middle but it's not all boring there's some really crazy crap and then at the end is this big delicious sourdough goodness where the karate they have a tournament and it's the most bonkers tournament because it just, there are no rules. And I don't mean that as in like a hardcore fight thing where they're hitting each other with chairs like in a wrestling match. But they just, they have this thing where they're doing three on three. You know, one guy faces one guy. There's three members of each team. And if you win two matches, that's it, right? You, you win the tournament. But we'll get into the stakes of the tournament because it's ridiculous. So... Anyway, our, our hero, Jason, his dad loses his dojo because he gets strong-armed out. They move from Los Angeles to Seattle. And instead of starting a dojo there, his dad has like a broken leg because of his fight with Van Damme. All right, and I'm, the crony kind of holds his own with the dad. But then Van Damme comes in and just kicks his ass. It's pretty great like ruins his leg and so his leg is busted the rest of the movie so dad moves them out bruce lee fan jason gets his own little karate thing set up in the the, the garage and then we're introduced to um the i gotta remember it, it, it this guy is probably the most obscene i don't know i don't know if it's obscene i'm honestly not sure i, I need someone who knows but rj madison uh, is a young black teenager in town with just a shiny jerry curl it's it's real good you even see later in the movie 
in the middle of the night, he gets out of bed and he's got this like shower cap on to protect it. I've never had a Jerry curl. Get at me if you know the process. Is that accurate? But he is the most 80s kid I've ever seen. This movie is beautifully 80s. Unapologetically so. The acting is so bad, you got to watch it. But so the kid, the introduction of RJ to Jason, RJ pulls up on a bike while Jason's moving into a house. He drops a basketball. RJ picks it up and does really bad dribbling and then passes it to Jason who does really bad dribbling, and then they become great friends. Now, I don't know if this is true or not. I'm not going to research it, but they say that Bruce Lee is buried in Seattle. Hey, Google, where is Bruce Lee buried? The place of burial of Bruce Lee is Lakeview Cemetery, Seattle, Washington There you go. The movie was accurate, so he was buried in Seattle. And now that he lives there, RJ takes him to go see the headstone. Anyway, so he's kind of training and he's good friends with RJ. Well, RJ has this rivalry with the fattest guy in town for some reason. He is a mess. He's like, eats a, he takes a bite of a hamburger at one point and just obscene amounts of ketchup and mustard are stuck to the side of his face. You got to see it. But this guy wants to beat up RJ for no reason, apparently. So I can only assume he's racist. That's the only thing that makes sense. And... Anyway, to protect him, Jason fends him off with karate in a perfectly reasonable, you know, even even Mr. Miyagi would be like, yes, that's how you use karate. You defend your friend. And that's what he does. But he goes home and his dad is pissed. And so now he runs away. This is when the movie goes completely off the rails. Now, he goes to a dojo to learn karate. And the head dojo guy is like, gets told a lie by the fattest guy in town and they hate him all of a sudden. And so this dojo just beats up Jason, kicks him out. So Jason has to kind of train himself. So he goes and he lives in an abandoned home that RJ knows about. He just lives here. His dad never goes looking for him. We don't see it if he does. And guess what happens? No joke. The ghost of Bruce Lee shows up and trains this kid how to fight. Not only that, the guy looks nothing like Bruce Lee. It's awesome. And it's this like, but he's a ghost. And he hangs up these bags and Jason's fighting the bags. And RJ comes to the house and he looks in and even the bags aren't there. The guy's hallucinating. But this training works. He becomes a badass martial artist. So remember the mob? Well, they come back into town. And this time, they're trying to strong arm this dojo that he got his ass kicked in, Jason. The head guy is like the brother to the woman that Jason is dating. But that woman, they're like second in command at the dojo as a crush on the woman that Jason is dating. And they have this whole thing. But anyway, so the guy comes, he's like, this is our dojo now. And Karate Man says, no, it's not our your dojo, it's my dojo. We're going to have a tournament to determine who gets the dojo. Why you trust these guys to obey the rules? Like, even if you win the tournament, these guys, there's nothing keeping them from strong-arming you some more. It's ridiculous. So they have a tournament. The whole town turns out, and I say town, because they're in this little gymnasium. There's maybe a hundred people there. Pretty good turnout. It's sold out at least. But he's fighting for the honor of Seattle. And 
which is ridiculous. Now, I say he, but our hero, Jason, just happens to be in the audience. He doesn't even know what this tournament is or anything like that until he sees. Okay, so there's three, two teams of three. So you got head karate guy, you got head karate guy's best student, and then you've got his second in command guy. And they're facing off against three guys from the mob. But the mob guy gets in the ring and he says, you know what? Again, it's, the rules don't matter. Okay? He throws the rules out. He says, you know what? I changed my mind. You don't have to fight these three. You only have to fight one guy three times. And so out comes Van Damme. Now, Van Damme has always had this like knot on his head in every movie and it's even here so it's as early as i can find he has this knot on his head that just doesn't go away but anyway he comes in the ring he's rushing he looks like a badass he's the only one who actually no nah, the main character actually is pretty fit he does some trading montages that you can't fake and so i think this kid's a real athlete and i think one of the reasons the acting is so bad is because the martial artists are real and that's what i prefer in a martial arts movie frankly just give me this and so, anyway, they fight. Van Damme kicks the shit out of the first three guys. Just, well, the first two, I should say. He beats the crap out of the first two. No problem. Which you would expect. And then the main head guy of the dojo starts fighting. He holds his own a little bit more, but it pisses off Van Damme. So Van Damme literally tries to murder him in the ring. He grabs a rope and, like, tries to hang the guy. He ties him up in the ropes, beats the crap out of him. And then... Because the girlfriend of Jason, that's her brother, she gets up, and so Van Damme's going to clobber. Remember, he's not the hero in this. Van Damme's going to clobber the girl. Jason says, none of that shit, bro. He jumps in, flying kick, and then we have a great fight scene. Like, the choreography's really good in this C-grade film. It's not even B-rate. And then, like, so Jason ends up winning after a pretty good fight. And that's the end of the film. This, go watch it with Rift Tracks. This is a, like, it's kind of fun. It's kind of fun. It's so bad it's good. It's 80s goodness. You know it's so bad it's good when the Rift Tracks guys are doing it. You can go watch it on Amazon Prime right now. Now, how many Van Dams does this get? I'm going to give it two Van Dams. And the main reason is Van Dams barely in the movie. He has like three lines. But when he is in the movie... He's doing karate. Now, I think the bare minimum to get two Van Dams, you should do the splits at some point. And I think on the prison one, he didn't do the splits, but I can't go back in time. But you got to do the splits. And after he beats the crap out of the first guy, he goes to the corner and does the splits. <laughs>